0: He's the one guy that can match the Michigan three-point shooters, Luke Hancock, and he's done it to the tune of trying to get his team on the lead. And up ahead Deceiva. and by
1: Harold, and just like that, in the blink of an eye, Louisville comes from 12 down to take the lead. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. I'm Chris Hatfield. Gabe, why
0: is Louisville becoming a real-life Stranger Things? We got sinkholes, we
1: got the llama situation. The llama situation, we got the the farmer who may or may not have resolved the llama situation. Uh, You're right, Chris. It it seems like there's like a stranger things thing happening yeah. underground when you're dealing with underground issues, uh, near derelict structures, uh, zoos. It's, it's very eerie. It's very, it's very Hawkins, Indiana.
0: I agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, full disclosure, I am sipping on some old Forester because I've had a <laughs> little bit of a rough week to start here. So I, I think this might be the perfect show to do that. That's whatever it takes, yeah, whatever it, it takes. It, We're that's getting the better thing it. about, um, podcasts is, is, you know, that the FCA can't say anything to me about drinking. The Ode Forcer, <laughs> FCC, <so> yeah. <laughs> FCC, yeah, there we go. We're off to a great start, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's really freaking bizarre. Like, Generally speaking, it's it's really weird.
1: Um, Let's reset really quick, because just in case, I, I'm gonna guess that everyone is aware of of what we're talking about. If you listen to this podcast and you're not aware, I'm pretty disappointed. Yeah. We'll so so it started what with two weeks ago. There was a llama attack about a mile from the zoo. There was a conspiracy theory. I don't remember the name of the young woman who dropped the conspiracy theory, but it, it went to pretty high levels that potentially some snow leopards may have escaped the zoo. She uh, had a the lot of- zoo a lot of backing for a lot of backing measure. a lot of circumstantial evidence not hard evidence but circumstantial and, and that's enough in a court of law let's let's be clear and then what like let's be clear a week yeah a week later there was uh, a farmer who said he shot a pack of wild dogs right and then there was someone who called into ksr which as you know chris ksr callers are the most steel clad of sources uh, they uh, they they said that the the farmer was lying and didn't shoot anyone, uh, but then something today we're, we're recording this uh, Wednesday evening, uh, March the sixth. This is March, and there was a a football field size sinkhole in an unused part of the zoo that uh, happened to tower over a part of the cavern, the mega cavern that also was unused. Oh, I didn't know that little factoid that it was over the
0: mega cavern. It was over the mega cavern, Chris. Yes. (laughs) So because I I think it being like unused almost adds to the the lore of the whole story because it just makes it seem (laughs) a little bit stranger. I mean, there's a lot of problems I have with this stuff. And one is like, why does somebody have a pet llama? I, I don't don't really. Llamas I didn't really are cool. I, no, I, I, llamas are great. People have they have the pet dogs and pet cats, and then they have pet pigs. But I, I'm taking all three of those over a pet llama. I'm taking a pet pig over a pet llama. That's just me personally. That's and big. then. I I wasn't aware that there were there were even wild packs of dogs in the state of Kentucky. That's a whole nother thing. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You spend enough time in eastern Kentucky, I guess. I guess that makes perfectly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, it's it's strange times
1: indeed. Um, If you haven't seen the imagery, it's actually really astounding. Uh, It's 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 legitimately it's like 90 feet. Or ninety yards by like fifty yards, uh, they said. So like a basically a football field. Yeah, I saw W L K Y had the had the image. There's a chopper go over it, and it's they like they had to close the zoo early. They had to close the uh, they had to close the the mega cavern. It seems like there was some initial concern that there was uh, it was related to some earthquakes that happened in Tennessee recently. It seems like that is not the case. But we don't really know. No. It's just really odd. I don't know, man. It, the whole the, the whole mega cavern thing is kind of weird in general, right? I, I I feel like I know the decent story that some people just used it for storage, but that's kind of weird that there's a cavern under the zoo. That alone is a little odd. Well, I mean, there's that whole thing of like there's that
0: those underground tunnels that are under the city of Louisville. That's like a whole other thing. Like there's like this mysterious entrance in the Brown Hotel that no one really knows about. Um, yeah. And there's, like, a few others that, like, are unused and they were used in the, the 1800s and
1: some. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's that uh, that cavern that's really close to, uh, like, Gravely Brewery yeah, and, yeah. and Headliners. That's actually – I think it was uh, – WHAS did a really good story about this, that place. But, yeah, there's uh, weird Louisville things, man. Louisville is weird. That's what I was going to ask is, like, who was the guy from
0: – was it wave three that did the the hard-hitting investigative stories i want to say his name was eric something yes eric flack the troubleshooter eric flack the troubleshooter so that that's obviously is is he still with us no
1: he's not with us there's a new troubleshooter a young uh, a young woman but i do want to say i mean while i'm not i'm not trying to tell but i i saw eric enjoy himself a few times at uh at at garage bar you know eric eric knew eric knew eric knew how to drink a pbr um that's all i'm gonna say when you're the troubleshooter, you gotta live that. He's up. a, tr- a, a troubleshooter. He was shooting trouble. That's a uh, troubleshooting. You want uh, to talk basketball? <laughs> we gotta talk to Louisville basketball, Chris. Yeah. So as as we said, recording this on Wednesday, we're in the middle of this weird dead week that Louisville had a game Sunday at one thirty on uh national television, CBS, where they took care of business, which is something we haven't seen Louisville basketball do. Yeah, no good. uh very well. Uh, any, any time recently. And they started March off with a bang, uh, the headlining performance, I think in this win over, uh, over, uh, let's be clear a not a, not good, Notre Dame team like maybe the second Or like second to worst or worst ACC team but they won Louisville wins 75-61 at home Uh, I think the top line story That you probably heard was The great performance The best performance of the year we have to say From VJ King even though he had just six points it was three of four from two uh missed a few threes um but you know 10 rebounds all together two assists no no fouls no turnovers uh it's exactly the type of thing you want to see from vj king and who's also playing great defense so i mean that clearly for me was the top thing chris would you agree
0: yeah i mean i I think what's been kind of cool about this, and some people think it's a little corny, but I've particularly enjoyed how much the... The home environment really got behind him in that game. Oh yeah, Um, that was pretty cool to see because when you have a guy that's struggled so much, um, we've definitely seen it go go sour in the past. Oh um, yeah, especially at Louisville. So it's cool to see that a fan base wants to see him succeed so much, and they know that you know Louisville's March success is not really predicated
1: on him, but it would definitely take them from to a different level, as we know. Yeah, and the coaching staff fully behind him too. Chris Mack almost. Almost, almost seemed like he was getting sort of emotional when talking yeah. about VJ King after the game and how much he wanted he wanted it to work out for VJ and how 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 big VJ has been behind the scenes with the team. So I was really that also kind of an addendum to the to the team. It's it's um, it was really encouraging to see. I mean, I do kind of have a, a little bit of a flaming
0: take on this. Go ahead, so, hit, hit, this hit us situation. with the flaming take.
1: Is I think I think you start VJ
0: King next game. Oh man, Chris! <laughs> I, I think. And no, it's not what at the two at the two. And it's not because I am some crazy believer that he's going to do great. I find a lot of humor in the Louisville fans that told me when Chris Mack had some questionable game plans for three to five days to look at a lot of other data, but they're the same people telling me that BJ King is going to be, you know, this great player because he had 10 rebounds in one game. I do find a lot of, a lot of humor in that. Um, But I think, (laughs) Here's the thing Louisville doesn't really have much of an opportunity to go into Charlottesville and win. So I look at it as. Why not? You have an opportunity where you can see what you have with VJ King to see if he's really kind of progressed in the way. And, you know, I mean, I, it's just like, what's the worst that can happen? VJ King adds, adds length. He's a better scoring threat. Yeah. I, mean, he, I mean, in this matchup, particularly, you're going to need something crazy to happen to have a chance. Something crazy like, I don't know, VJ King popping for 14, 15, 16 points and starting him gives him that opportunity to get off the right foot. So, I mean, it's like. It's it's kind of a a weird thing for Chris Mack to to juggle this late in the season because we've talked a lot about how the emotions of this team are a little bit fragile. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure if you want to go into March messing with people's minutes this late in the season and have them a little confused as to what's going on, but I don't think you're really going to, you know, really
1: bother Quan four's and uh, mental state. I, don't I, think- I was gonna say I yeah. think if there's anyone that you probably right. could get away with bothering, it's Quan four. Uh, I, I don't. I don't hate it, Chris. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's as hot as as you. You know, I don't know. I mean, it. it I, think, I think. I mean, you're right. what's, what's
0: the worst thing is going to happen? He's going to pick up two fouls and play five minutes.
1: we've had.
0: We've had the duration. I'm
1: just seeing like Kyle Guy just drill three threes in his eye real quick. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm seeing. Right. But but he's played good defense of late. So right, he, he has.
0: And my whole thing is like he gives you some length on the perimeter. I don't think you're going to see them shoot the way they shot in the first half against Louisville. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that that was really bad. And that yeah. was... Lucky out of Louisville. So I, my whole thing, like I said, is... For Louisville to have a chance in this game um, on Saturday, they're going to have to have something crazy happen. Um, I I think what you alluded to in the past, um, I guess it was our last podcast, how Virginia could be a little bit lax in this game, or maybe even in the ACC tournament if they were to face Louisville. I think that's valid. Um, So I think doing something like this, catch them
1: off guard, you know, why not? I do think I'm pretty sure Virginia, what they have. Do they have the ACC locked up or at least a share of the ACC, right? No, it's clinched. I am pretty
0: positive they clinched the outright. Um, but I could be mistaken. I know for sure it is at least a share. I remember hearing that after the game, but I, I thought they said, because I watched the Syracuse game where they were just absolutely blockers, um from three. And I think they school record 18 threes in that game, which makes you think a little, maybe they'll come back there yeah. a
1: little bit against the Louisville. Yeah, um, I did see that. That's that, and, I, and I actually felt like kind of good when I saw that. Yeah. No, it does look, Chris, like like Virginia would clinch a share. Okay. So, because if Virginia somehow loses, and then if Virginia loses, then the winner of Duke UNC becomes the one seed in the ACC tournament. Yeah, they have the tiebreaker on UNC, though. They so have the tie. Have to be Duke. Well, no, because no, because if Virginia loses, Virginia's fifteen and two in the conference, mm-hmm. and UNC's fifteen and two in the conference. Okay. So, if yeah. Virginia lost and North Carolina won, then they would. That makes sense. I think actually, if Virginia lost and North Carolina also lost, then they, then North Carolina would be third, right? That then they would be third. Yeah. So I mean,
0: you have Virginia right where you want so them. They, they're they playing kind, for a championship. They're so. kind
1: of playing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> there <So> you
0: go. <laughs> That's exactly where we want them, right? Um, no, absolutely. But no, like it, we we kind of talked about it for the show. It's weird for us to you know. Harken back to what happened in Notre Dame because it was Sunday now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think anything we say right now about that game can be completely invalidated. Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. So I, I think that's really where we are in a true holding pattern with this team. I don't expect them to go and No one's expectations to be for them to go and win in Charlottesville. But I think you're at a place now where you can reasonably expect them to be competitive. I don't think that's really asking too much.
1: Here's, here's my hot take for Virginia. Ryan McMahon should play eight minutes, eight minutes. So single eight digits, minutes. single digits, uh, he has gone in the past five games. Let me tell you how he shot from three. He went 0 5 against Notre Dame. He went 1 of 4 against Boston College. He went 4 of 7 against Virginia. And I believe three of those four were in the first half. He went 2 of 8 against Syracuse and just and 1 of 2 against Clemson. I'll give you Duke. He went 0 3 against Duke. Right. Um, kind of proves the one before that, he went 3 of 4 against against Florida State. So I'll give him that. But the past six games, it's been a little wobbly for him. And I think. Louisville just doesn't need someone out there Chucking threes they, they don't need to waste possessions Against Virginia trying to get Ryan hot when he hasn't Been hot lately yeah I mean they're already gonna waste A few possessions with war but
0: it's a little Bit more worth it with him exactly um, Exactly because of, of What he gives you, give you? Ryan Man in Spurts has been the second best passer on this team, but that's more out of a function of limited abilities in this team, and not necessarily reflective of Ryan Man. So I, yeah, I, he I don't think
1: that's a crazy thing. Excuse me, a crazy thing to say. Um, yeah, I mean he had he had three assists against Clemson, but he hasn't had more than one assist outside of that since Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean so it's not necessarily like that. been his assist; it's been yeah. like the whole hockey uh, assist no, deal. Yeah, that's
0: where it's that's a pump fair. fake, drive in, pass, kick to Cunningham, and then he finds a man in the corner. Um, it's just been breaking down the defense a little bit. Um right. I mean it, it doesn't really make up for if Ryan Man's not hitting shots, he still should be on the floor. So I. I, I, just, I
1: no, I, th- I think if he's hitting shots, he should be on the floor. I, I just, I, my one concern about this team all year has been how to, who starts the run that isn't Moran McMahon right. or Jordan Moore. And I think, I think VJ King could be a guy who starts a run. So I think, you know, that he could be in it. And I think Darius Perry, who also played really well against Notre Dame, if, if he can keep things under control um, which he has done, I think the past couple games, games uh, could be that guy as well. And I just, I think I, I listen, I, I, I get Brian McMahon's really popular amongst Louisville fans. Um, I just think if he's not hitting shots, he's not really worth much to the team. I I, I, I just think he's so one-dimensional no, I mean, that way.
0: I think, he, that's, I think that's a good point. My only thing with that is he has improved um, with okay. becoming – he's been able to do other things on the floor. But generally, yes, I, I agree with you. Is there, is there kind of a – any tangible thing that you want to see against Virginia that you didn't see in the first matchup? I mean, uh, I know one thing that jumps out to me, but I'm curious if if something jumps out to you.
1: Um, I think keeping it close, I'd love for them to, 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 if they can push Virginia to, you know, a a seven point, you know, loss, a five point loss, a three point loss, that'd be great. I just want to see him in it in the last two minutes. I want there to be some game pressure on Virginia. And that's you know, what I want I just want to see one of the big show up <laughs> okay. that's that also as
0: well yeah also because I I made the point um in the first matchup actually when Jack salt went out. Quick um, in the game with the two fouls, I thought that was actually a bad thing with, for Louisville because Jacksaw is slow, and I thought Malik Williams had a little bit of a matchup advantage him. Yeah. on him, and I, I thought even Enoch did um, a little bit of a matchup advantage on him. So I would like to see just one of the bigs, you know, show up.
1: Yeah, um, that and they've was, played well of late. They've played super, super well. So yeah. they, they, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, but I think you know, maybe. Bennett kind of counters that and just starts Diakite <laughs> yeah. I mean he, he could even start the other dude um Huff
0: um, yeah. he, he kind of killed Louisville in a big way but we kind of went into a, a big big uh Big conversation about this. I do not know we were <laughs> exactly go here, but it's you know it's no, worth fun. it's worth where we are with this team right now. Um, ACC tournament coming up. You're gonna have kind of a bum in, in the in the first game. It's either gonna be maybe Pittsburgh, Boston College, Georgia Tech, someone of that likes, and then you're gonna have a Duke or North Carolina. So I mean, we're not really gonna know a lot about this team until after Saturday, and then after that game. That's that's yeah. just where we are. We I mean we know we know we know they blown the leads. We know yeah. where they were in the beginning of the season. We know the North Carolina win, but of course uh, I mean, we'll see <laughs> that we'll that's see. really where we are. I think I've came to this place where I'm with Louisville is if they get a six seed in the NCAA tournament, I think they can go to the sweet 16. If they get a seven seed, I don't see it. If I think if you look at bracket matrix right now, there is just a steep drop off between the teams in my mind, because the two seeds that they have projected right now, North Carolina, Kentucky, Michigan, they have Tennessee at the one line. I'm not sure. I really agree with with that. I think Tennessee and North Carolina would flip flop or Tennessee and Kentucky would flip flop. Um, but then the three seeds, you have Purdue Houston, Texas tech, who I like a lot and LSU, who I like a lot, but I think you have a 50% chance of drawing into a Purdue or a Houston. And I think Louisville has a great opportunity against either one of those teams
1: or even an LSU. I, I, I mean, I, LSU kind of playing really well right now, but I don't know. I, I I think Louisville has performed pretty well against teams that have one overwhelming player. Mm-hmm. You know your uh, your Tremont Tremont uh, Waters um, mm-hmm. who, who's you know letting mm-hmm. that guy score twenty five, but then just holding the rest of the team. It seemed like they've. I mean, that almost they pretty much almost beat Duke that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know. I, I agree. Purdue I'd be worried about just because of senior leadership. Man, I, I just I never want to bet against seniors in the uh, in the tournament, but. Yeah, you're mean, right. He, he, even if you want to look at the guys, guys that could that could sneak into a three
0: seed, you have Kansas and Marquette right there. Um, Virginia taking Florida State. Oh, no, Marquette's what?
1: definitely not sneaking in. They just lost today to. Uh, oh, I didn't see that. They lost
0: to uh, Seton Hall today. Yeah, so I mean, they'd they'd have to win the Big East tournament and pretty much. a little bit of crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to see Virginia Tech and Florida State no. likely because of no. seating principles. Um, see anybody else that can make a jump there? Iowa State's not. I saw that West Virginia score. Yeah. Um, maybe Wisconsin if they were able to win the Big Ten or something like that's, that. You could see them sneaking up, but that's that's a little bit yeah. of a stretch. So, I mean, uh, maybe Kansas could sneak up there. I could. So see we're
1: looking. Them. So what we're looking at: LSU, Purdue, Texas Tech, Houston, yeah, Kansas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, I'd be scared to death. I would. I'd be play. scared to death. I think LSU and Houston. I, I don't know. I, 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 LSU seems like a stretch, just given. I, I think they've played really well of late. Um, but I don't know. Some of that just some about LSU in the tournament. I mean, has has when's the last time LSU was good in the tournament? Right. No, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> a good enough argument
0: as anything else. That's what people have said all year about Virginia and its ballot. You can't really counter them. So I mean, I think that's that's a fair and well, this. Yeah. I mean I think this just leads us into another discussion about kind of what your ideal like march rotation is with football. And I, I don't know if you have like an opinion about that right away, but if you do I'd love to hear
1: it. Yeah, I think I think we stick with I'd probably stick with the same starting five that we have at this point. Cunningham, uh for Sutton, Ora uh, Malik Williams with Stephen Enoch basically being the sixth man. And then, kind of in the order of importance, I think after that, I don't know. It's it it really, I mean, Ryan McMahon's usually the next guy off the bench. But like I said, man, I just if he's not making threes, it's just I I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how he does in the next few games. I'm I'm I know it's just been one game, but man, I'm just I'm ready. I just think VJ King adds another. That's the whole point
0: about starting him against Virginia. Like, you do I that to see what you have.
1: If you can it. trust VJ King to give you 12 minutes a game, that completely alters everything for. No,
0: it 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 totally does, and I applaud Chris Mack because we talked about some crazy things we could see, and I was like, "Why not try some three guard lineups?" He did it, and it was garbage. So (laughs) we're not gonna do that. So let's let's do the VJ King experiment, and let's see what happens. If it doesn't go well, oh well. I mean, no, you're right. Where we're at now with this team is you can totally see them losing in the first round, and if they lose in the first round. Well, great! We got to twenty wins. If they go to the Sweet 16, oh my gosh, we're in the Sweet Sixteen, and Chris Mack has a week to prepare <laughs> for maybe a—I don't know—a one seed. I don't know where they would. I get confused on Brack without saying That'd
1: be it. a two seed if, you, if be, you're a if you're a six. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they're a six or a seven, it, it'd be either a two seed or a three seed, likely.
0: So if if you're a seven, you're playing like they have them playing Oklahoma right now. and Then you're playing the three seed, yeah, the yeah. three seed in the next round. And then if you were to get to the Sweet Sixteen. 16, it would be a two seed. So he'd no, have, to get
1: to the elite eight, it would be a two seed. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> he, I mean, he'd have a week to prepare for one of those teams. So, I mean, I, I am down with just kind of trying something a little outlandish at this point, because my whole overall, like where I'm at with this team is I know we have went back and forth about expectations and yeah. how you feel. But at this point I just kind of feel like Louisville's playing with house money. I don't know if that's the correct take. I think Louisville has more talent than people have given them credit for. I think they're a tournament team. I thought they were a tournament team at the beginning of the season. I've been critical. We have been critical Chris yeah. Mack when the time were needed. But at this point, you know, on March six, I, I feel this way.
1: I I think it's hard if I, I, I think I've moved beyond any kind of anger I had, you know, I think there was a period of time where the expectation for this team was rightly second weekend. Right. And, and, and I, you know, I spent much of the final two weeks, I think of February, uh, lamenting how that was no longer the case. um, I
0: mean, but if you want to sit I here think, and have a have a conversation about like if that's Chris Mack's fault, we can do that. And, we'll yeah, and we Yeah, we kind of did sometime. that last we and, and of we'll did probably that.
1: do it sometime in the offseason, <laughs> but we we have been down that road already. I guess we've been that. down that road. I think I think I'm kind of with you. I I it's I mean, and we we're getting to the point in March where I think you just kind of March <laughs> comes around and hope hope kind of springs eternal March first. Right. Hope, you know, you kind of realize, well. Every, once we get to the tournament, once we get to the ACC tournament, anyone can win the ACC tournament, any team. And then once we get to the NCAA tournament, any team can win out of the pod. Any team can make the regionals, any team. Once you get to the regionals, any one of those four teams can make the final four. Cause we've seen one to 50, you know, to what? 14 team, 14 seeded teams do it. Right. Yeah. So it's, we're just we're you. I think at that point, yeah, you're sort of you you you're just coming to the table with a new renewed sense of confidence, a renewed sense of let's see where this thing takes us, and it is all about matchups at that point. I can, you know it's. It's so cliche, but like, it is, especially
0: in like, I was having this conversation with my dad like a few days ago about just some like dark horse teams that we kind of thought could make a run in the tournament. And he's like, the only thing I'm paying attention to, like I always pay attention to is guard play. And when you can like take a sport and just put it down to something that simple and have a really good argument to justify your position, like that just shows you how much it is matchup based
1: no abs- absolutely and it's you know it, I mean I'm just like even looking right now and I'm like who are the teams that are 7s and 11s that like I don't want to see and like I don't want to see TCU I don't want to see Minnesota because of the Patino thing Who those are the 11s I don't want to oh, see I would absolutely love Minnesota I mean, I from I think matchup like, wise that works, but I just the there, there's juju there, man. There's just juju I don't want to deal with there. If that makes sense, you know. Like
0: I mean, I, the the best thing for
1: me is when I look at
0: potential like Louisville first round opponents that they can play. I don't think any of them would be as battle tested as Louisville um, because you have a Texas team who has been very underwhelming at yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, you have an Ohio state team who I just saw get every time I've seen them play. They've, they've got destroyed. The only, the only game I watched them play where it was a close game was Indiana. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure. Let's Indiana, not. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's not. I the, mean, that happened. Um, then, <laughs> then you have Florida. I mean, Oklahoma, Central Florida, don't know anything about them. Know they have a really big man. Probably don't want to see them. Mississippi, who we saw last Tacoma. night, probably not crazy about seeing Mississippi. But outside of that, Oklahoma, Florida, Texas, Ohio State, give me any of them. I'm yep. good.
1: And then 11s, you're looking at, you're looking at. TCU, Minnesota, Utah State, St. John's, potentially Arizona State, second Pac-12 team, make it. Man, yeah. I, I'll be bummed if the Pac-12 has two bids. Just kind of, I just, I kind of, I kind of just, <laughs> just, kinda, just want it. I just, I just want it. But yeah, as, as you said, Chris, I yeah, literally, I think we said before the podcast we were going to talk about Louisville basketball for ten minutes, and here we are, thirty minutes in. <laughs> you have a, twenty minutes uh,
0: in. We'll we'll move to some FBI stuff because I do want to. Do you want yeah, to talk yeah. some Ruppertino in a second? I'm curious. Do you have a pick to to win right now? To
1: win it all, yeah. I I can't see myself going away from Duke. I just I can't. When it's all said, assuming Zion plays, I know you've got your Zion take, but yeah. that he's not coming back. I think he's coming back. I think he's playing Saturday, to be quite honest. I think Coach K is messing around about UNC, and I think he's playing Saturday. I what just don't see the great, great like. Just I just don't see to that rivalry. I just don't see that kid being like, I'm going to miss both UNC games. I just don't see him, the type of competitor he is doing that. And also, and, and Mike Rutherford mentioned this on his show today, coach K talked about like some checkpoints in knee sprains, which like, I also have never heard of in my life. And Mike's like, I've never heard of that. Like, (laughs) you know, maybe that's a thing, but no. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just i I would be hard pressed to go away from Duke, even though they have looked very pedestrian without Zion. So if Zion is not a hundred percent, that's an uh oh for real. That's they may real. not get out of the second. They round. may not get out of the second round because they're. I mean, they should have lost to Wa- Wake Forest. They 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 hundred percent should have lost. My whole thing is like with that. Like
0: I could if he plays against North Carolina, it's kind of Nolan Boyd. Yeah, but you're going to say that he can't play against North Carolina, but then five days later, he's potentially playing three games in three days. Yeah. <laughs> I just, no, you're right. I, I don't you're necessarily right. know. I understand that. that. Like I, I know I put that on Twitter, um, but I mean, maybe it is just, just five days and you know, you need the rest and you feel good to go. Um but I think there's something going on there. And I think it could be exactly, it could be yeah. as simple as he's playing some man games in North Carolina and, you know, he's going to play 40 minutes. Yeah. But I, I, I think there's a little bit more than meets the eye, I guess. Yeah. What I'm saying
1: two more picks. I just, I think North Carolina since losing the Louisville has like played consistently the best basketball in the country. Yep. Just consistently. They've been the best team since losing the Louisville. I, I mean, Virginia, I think has played just as great, but, um, North Carolina has been, you know, up there, been one of the top three teams in the country. And then Kentucky, man, just mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, this feels like a Kentucky season to me. Yeah, I mean, the thing they is, haven't been, it, they haven't been like too great. They haven't been bad. Yeah, with it's with, just, with every team, there's
0: question marks. Even with Duke, it's been their outshed shooting, and we, even with the Zion, there's something like crazy, like 300th in the nation, like points from three point, um, something absurd. So, and I think with Kentucky, it's just. Is Ashton Hagan's going to become erratic and, you know, get three or four turnovers in the last two three minutes of a big time game when you need him? He's been pretty good defensively. I think that was a little bit overhyped. Um, the North Carolina performance definitely like made him blow up in a whole nother level than I expected. But Kentucky's definitely a legitimate threat. Um, there's so much conversation about Zion. It's kind of took away from Reed Travis, but Coach Cal said he's not practicing right now, so that's, a, that's that's a little. It's a big question. The thing yeah. that you have with free Travis is I don't know how much he would protect himself for the draft because I'm not sure how much of a big prospect he is.
1: Yeah, and I know I know Tennessee just whooped the pants out of Kentucky. I saw that more of an of an uh, as an operative of. Just kinda of everything that happened in Lexington. I don't know. I feel yeah, like Tennessee no, I, knew, I'm totally with you. Tennessee knew they didn't play their best game in Lexington. I think that and, and Kentucky kinda I think mm-hmm. they kinda saw the onslaught coming and, and kinda cowered a little bit and said, We'll lick our mm-hmm. wounds and wait for uh wherever the SEC tournament is for, for that to be the real pinnacle of our battle. Um so yeah, I don't know, we'll see.
0: There's multiple there's a, four people that have Tennessee as a three seed that's crazy um that is, I, I'm looking at uh, that right uh, now that is matches that's nuts um I'll take Virginia
1: I, c- I can't do it <laughs> I'm not I'm it's, it's I did it I did this with, with Gonzaga I'm not gonna pick Virginia to make the final four until they make the final four just uh, uh, I'm just not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it
0: so I, I just think it would be a great you know storyline
1: it um, would it would It'd be a very college basketball thing. It would man. be very college basketball. I'm not I'm I'm not going to dispute that at all, but let's talk Rick. We've talked let's talk about Rick Pre- Pitino. We've talked
0: three straight podcasts about him. So why not Oh make-
1: man. Yeah. So yeah, Chris Rick Pettino, we we're we we're talking about Rick Pitino because of the FBI, but he didn't get implicated in anything. Uh the FBI or the the judge from New York who was he or uh, it was a female judge, I believe, was sent. Judge, I'm sorry, Judge Lewis Kaplan, it was a male judge. I apologize. Um, was sentencing Christian Dawkins, Merrill Code, and what's the other guy's name from Adidas? Liz Gatto. Gatto, yeah. Uh, so this judge was sentencing them uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and just to be clear, they got like nothing. They got like six months in jail. I think all of them. And it's yeah, just, I mean, it, this just to be college basketballs, like
0: yeah, you know, doomsday. And these guys got a total of probably uh, yeah, less maybe almost less than a year combined. Probably a little bit more over a year combined, but pretty yeah. close.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, so this judge kind of basically said what everyone has kind of been saying, like uh, you know the FBI is the FBI put all this stuff into this, but to say that these schools were victims is kind of ridiculous, despite the fact that Louisville went a hundred percent all in on the, yes, we were the victims, which is kind of funny. I, I think it's a better argument than we did wrong. We're sorry. Now please lightly tap us on the behind and we'll go yeah. on our way. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, we will, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But while we're talking is because of the quote here, um, judge Kaplan talked about uh rick patino uh, he said quote i'll never forget that they knew it was wrong in regards to louisville uh they discussed patino's plausible deniability about potential ncaa infractions connected to the recruitment of brian bone quote i'll never forget that they i'm assuming patino and louisville knew it was wrong and they were covering their tracks oh i'm sorry they being the defendants the three defendants. right they, were, they knew they, it was, was wrong saying- they were they were covering the tracks, yeah. of Rick
0: Pitino, basically,
1: yeah. and they were making sure they were covering Rick Pitino's tracks. Why were they covering Rick Pitino's tracks? Because they knew he was out if they di- if he did know. So basically, not really saying that the judge or the FBI had any proof that Rick Pitino knew uh, the Brian Bowen recruitment was dirty, but that these three defendants were covering it up because they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they continue. What what did, what did this person say? Something to the effect of that Louisville is the dirtiest program in college basketball, right? Yeah, yeah basically <laughs> basically just some outlandish statements of
0: Louisville basketball as, you know, the dirtiest program in the history of college basketball, which is utterly ridiculous. I mean, if you want to say yeah. Louisville basketball is a dirty program, go ahead and say it. At times, obviously, the facts would show you that. Um, but to, to a defense attorney just kind of saying that is more talk than actual factual stuff. The thing that I absolutely like adore about this is you have a federal judge basically saying Ray Patino have had plausible deniability because he can't say any more because just like everyone else, you cannot get a smoking gun on Ray Patino. Nope. You have, I mean, you have all these things that would common sense would say yes, Rick knew common sense would say, yes, Rick was kind of getting these guys, Kenny Johnson and Jordan fair to go out and get these guys and maybe turn a blind eye to what was going. But you either, either Rick Pitino's done one or two things, or well, maybe three things either one. He truly doesn't know, which at this point, you know, is, is a hard, hard sell for me yeah. Two, he kind of told these guys, you know, do whatever you want, get these guys. But, I don't need to know about it which i mean it, it's kind of kind of is it's a, it's a little bit of a gray area and then three you have you know ripetino actively cheating um so it, it's just so funny to me that no matter what you do you can't really get rick you can't get that 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 smoking gun <laughs>
1: No, it's true they it just no. it
0: just it makes me laugh because it's so it's just so Rick Bettino like I know he is just like he sees this stuff and he's like, yeah, but I can still tell you exactly what I've told everybody else.
1: I didn't know anything.
0: And and you can't just you can't deny that.
1: And that's what, you know, that's what Rick Rick said in a a text message from Turkey to everyone's favorite columnist reporter, Tim Sully Sullivan. Uh, He said, quote, I've never in my 40 plus years given any player any incentive to come and play for me. Dawkins in a wiretap, along with former uh, former Adidas consultant T.J. Gasnola and Bowen's dad said I had no knowledge of what was going on. And then he said, "And here's here's the classic Rick Pitino and all this. Uh, if a polygraph is not good enough, people under oath is not good enough. Twenty plus assistants are not good enough. Then nothing is. The Southern District of New York used me for publicity. The University of Louisville buried a Hall of Fame career. Let me rest in peace, please. You have killed enough of my life. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Just classic Rick Pitino. I mean, Gabe
0: nine years ago, Louisville basketball was playing in freedom hall. And now Rick Pitino is sending 10 Sullivan text messages from Turkey.
1: Like what is going oh, on? Man. It's wild. It's wild.
0: Oh, and I man. mean, the follow-ups just as great. And by the way, if you care to ask, there are 50 plus players that will attest to my honesty, not some goal to judge and judge keep is as guilty as the people. He just sentenced for bringing up an innocent person with his remarks. And he's right, <laughs> and that's, to a degree, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Owens no came out and said yes. Rick knew, and that's just, it just. I will and of course believe that Rick had some type of uh, knowledge of this situation that yeah. he didn't have any knowledge of the stripper gate, but it, it just—I don't know—it makes. Hey, it's, and, it's just,
1: and, and I think we're going to see sort of the way that Rick and others have kind of gotten away with quote-unquote not knowing um, because there's another case for two of these guys. I think it's Dawkins Dawkins and Gatto, maybe. I think yeah, it sure. maybe it may be Gatto. I know it's a different judge. That's, it's a different that's judge, and it's a different case. And they're, they've their defense, their like defense lawyers have already said, we're gonna torch everyone we possibly can. They're gonna get Will Wade of LSU to st- to to stand. They're gonna try and get um, Bill Self from Kansas to stand. They're gonna try. They're. I'm pretty sure they're 100% gonna get. Um, Sean Miller from Arizona to stand trial. They're going to get Sean as Miller a little
0: bit, yeah.
1: So those two – I think Will Wade and Sean Miller already have subpoenas for this case. Yeah. And I think their plan is just to torch college basketball as much as possible. And we're going to see firsthand how coaches can get away with quote-unquote not knowing. And I, and I think it's my, – my educated guess is that the coaches – They're not in the room when these things happen. They don't ask. You know, it's a don't ask, don't tell type thing. It's like Adidas makes sure the person is where they need to be at the right time at the right place. And they coach and they do their job and they they're not in the room where it happens. So they can get away with saying I'm not in the room where it happens. How could I have known that there was a money transfer if no one told me and I didn't see it? But yeah, I in mean, the back of their minds they know there was a money transfer. Right. You, like you
0: <laughs> you can send me angry tweets, you can say whatever you want, but you will never yield me of the thought that Rick Bettino was tired of getting passed up in recruiting by John Calipari. so he did something about it. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that he was knowledgeable in the entire – I don't think he was knowledgeable. I don't think – I think he kn- he knew about the whole Romeo Langford thing a little bit. Um, yeah. There's There's been some pretty damning evidence to see the, the Adidas money that, that came through there. Um, yeah. yeah. Knew a little bit about that, but I don't think he knew, um, but – I I think he knew, (laughs) you know, I mean, pretty much exactly what you just said. It's, it's going to be really funny if we get to this point where they have these, these, they find these smoking guns on like Sean Miller and will Wade, and they never get one on a (laughs) repeat. He's just set back laughing and and
1: calling the university, whatever he wants. Yeah. And I think other people are going to get roped in. I think, I mean, these guys are going to be on the stand and they're probably going to talk about Duke. They're probably gonna talk about Kentucky. They'll talk right. about UNC. I think that, you know, I think that, uh, that Nike has gotten, uh, sort of away with it because they've done things like what happened with Marvin Bagley. They, uh, you know, Marvin, ba- Marvin Bagley family admitted that Nike gave them hundreds of thousands of dollars for their AAU team, which is totally illegal under the, uh, you know, NCAA, um, you know, Th- that's totally OK with that. So um, I mean, uh, I just been better at doing it. But listen, like Gatto came to Adidas from Nike. So he's going to be able to talk about Nike stuff. So everyone who's like, where are the Nike schools? We're, K- We're Kentucky. Dude, these guys all worked for either Nike or Under Armour. They all switch companies with each other. It's it's they know what's going to happen. They know what's going on. It's, it's going to come out eventually. It's yeah. You know, I mean, as it relates to Louisville and what comes next, I think
0: the NCAA will make a very strong attempt to go after the whole Bowen $1,300 payment by Kenny Johnson, because yeah. I, I think that's the big, Big thing that they kind of have on Louisville, but I think the thing that's going to work against the FBI or the NCAA is not getting evidence turned over from the FBI because at that point, Louisville has to play the North Carolina card and say, prove it. And if the yeah. NCAA can't do it, then there's nothing they can do. If they can prove it, then I think you'll see another postseason ban at some point for Louisville. Let me be frank. I mean, I, mean well. I think that's, that's what could happen, but I think Lowell is going to fight it like hell and there's no reason why they shouldn't. I mean, obviously
1: anyone that's listening knows that, but I'm a positive. I think I'm a little more positive about this than other people, but I think I just, I just don't see the NC. I think the, I think Louisville can make the case in a sentencing that we did, you know, we did what the NCAA would want anyone to do. We cleaned the house from top to bottom, and I think we're going to get to a point where not a single person on this basketball team is going to be associated with Burkutina just when that comes down, because it's not going to be, it's not going to be next season. It's going to be the season after that. So at that point, the entire recruiting class, I you know, maybe one or two guys stay who, you know, from that final Rick and recruiting class. Um, so I just, I, I just don't see, it would be really
0: crazy. I mean, and that's, that, that's the worst case scenario is Lowell yeah. because like Chris Mack has a role in by that point at year three, he's bringing in these classes. He's already got a yeah. top five class coming in. So you wouldn't expect that to stop. And then all of a sudden you have a postseason man that just kind of kills that all, all that momentum. So that would be almost doubly punishing Lowell, um, for, you know, being uh, cooperative throughout all this. Yeah. You have Kansas who still has done any, nothing they've played the whole victim card. And then you have Arizona. Um By the way, I'm curious to see if Sean Miller is still coaching at Arizona next year. <laughs> um Especially because, you know, they're not having the greatest season right now. And that's, that's a whole nother discussion, but uh you know, April is going to be fun with this stuff. Um Cause you I, know, April, nothing, May, it's going to be really wild. Yeah. I mean, it, nothing really, while it's going to happen until the tournament ends, yeah, um, and then the show is going to start. I think,
1: yeah, and it's and also I think also on like the NCAA thing is, I think they're going to. I think some teams like Miami and uh, you know and Auburn who had who still have people there and 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 Arizona and LSU as we talked about. Right. I think they'll go after those schools first that still have the coaches in power there. Yeah, I mean, unless unless those coaches go, I just don't I don't see how the NCAA doesn't prioritize the teams that are still have everyone there that, you know, I just I, I just see even though Louisville has been the top level, they've been the easiest target. They're just the easiest target because you can talk about strippers. You can talk about all that really easily. And you and then, oh, Rick Pitino just an easily like, let's be clear. Rick Pitino a hateable guy. He's, you know, the, he's right. he's a hateable dude. So Louisville's a really easy target. They're always going to. That's why Judge Kaplan is going to take shots at them. Um, they're an easy target. So I think despite that, I don't think they're as easy a target for the NCAA anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the issue since then. The issue is is just you know using logic with the NCA. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, truthfully, it, it's it's tough to do that. I think it's interesting to note that you know Bruce Pearl had a show clause and is coaching again. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's someone else I'm thinking of that's coaching that came back from a show clause. His name escapes me. But Ripatino just got a five game suspension. I mean, he lost his <laughs> he lost his job. But at the end of the day from this whole deal, the what's been handed down from the NCAA is a five game suspension. There's nothing more, nothing less. So, I mean, to all these teams that pause on from hiring him, that's, that's something that would be in my mind. If I was an athletic director yeah. looking to, to make a coaching hours, so I'm saying,
1: which let's be clear. Uh, Rick Pitino also recently told Sully that he didn't see it likely that he would return to Greece. Um, I don't think we talked about, I didn't think we, I don't think we've talked about that Rick Pitino article. Did we mention that last episode? No, the one with, uh, the ringer is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or? which is really good, which, you know, we don't have to talk about it, but I, I, I thought it was really good. It was kind of, you got a little vintage Rick in there. Uh, so I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone who hasn't read it. It's on the ringer. Whoever, whoever gets him, if it's in
0: college basketball is going to get a hell of a coach, not just because it's Rick Pitino, but it's Rick Bettino with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's something that he didn't always have at Lolo. There was, there was that period of time where there was a real possibility where Rick could have hung it up. And yeah. then, and yeah. then that goes back to my whole like John Calipari stuff. John Calipari came back to Kentucky and kind of reunited him and his, you know, his competitiveness and everything else. But um, I, I think that's, that's the whole thing. Like if Rick comes back to college, Rick's going to be successful.
1: Yeah. I, 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 to a degree, I think I, I, it depends. I mean, it's obviously if he comes to like a, a place like, I don't know, like Manhattan like it's Rhode Island right, or something or that. like that. Yeah, it, it would be a little harder, but I think he'll succeed um, to, to some degree wherever he's at. Maybe not on the level, obviously not on the level that he could have uh, continuing at Louisville or, you know, definitely not, you know, somewhere else. But um, or Kentucky, I mean, but it's he'll he'll win conference championships. He'll get a recruiter two. you know, it's 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 going to happen. Do you, um, you ever have a Mr. Basketball?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was uh, just trying to do the whole segue
1: thing you did it you did it mr mr basketball it seems you know again we're recording this wednesday night that seems to be the number one story uh in the area some radio shows spent uh like hours hour on it you know uh, a little bit much if you ask me i don't think it's the biggest story right now uh but it's fodder it's good it's good radio fodder chris i i i can agree mm, on that yeah. so the story goes if you're not aware uh kentucky awarded its mr basketball award on tuesday night which is it goes to the best senior Pretty much. There's not much other criteria than that. That We can talk about that in a minute. Um, and it went to a young man by the name of Dante Allen, who only played 13 games a season. In those 13 games, he averaged 42 points per game. Uh, conceivably, if he would have continued on that pace, he would have been top five, top three scorers of all time in the state of Kentucky. But of course, Chris, the important part about Dante Allen is not that he only played 13 games. He believes tore his ACL. It's that he's committed to the University of Kentucky to play yes. next season. And that has brought up this point that... That is the deciding factor for the people who voted on Mr. Basketball, which I believe are the media and coaches across the state. And um, let's be clear, you know, David Johnson, who has come to Louisville, um, who's probably the, who's the next biggest recruit, at least, you know, college prospect. Um, he I don't I don't think he would have won the award. It seems like the the, the most uh, the most deserving Player is Kaka Tandy, um, who is uh, who reached a top scoring, top ten scorer of all time. He's committed to Xavier. Um, apparently, Chris Mack had some conversations with him about coming to Louisville because it's uh, uh, University uh, Heights, right? Is that what it was? I think so. I think okay. so I'm sorry. Yeah, I, think uh, right. escaping me guy. I I I I'm not the world's biggest uh, Kentucky high school basketball person. Uh, Nick Coffey had this really good point that I wanted to share. The last time the a UK commit. Um, who was one of the, who was from Kentucky didn't win. Mr. Basketball was 2005, Jared Carter, uh, from Scott County, um, J towns, Domi Tilford won that year. Um, in 2013, Derek Willis didn't win Mr. Basketball, but Dominique Dominique Hawkins did. Um, so that doesn't count because there was two, uh, Mr. Basketball, Eligible people from Kentucky who are going to UK. Right. So Chris, what, what are your general thoughts on this? Uh, (laughs) overblown underblown. What does it say about our general cultural divide? Well, I'm
0: (laughs) curious when, um, when Mr. Allen talks to Damian Harris and goes ahead and transfers to the premier basketball school in the SEC, which will be of course Tennessee, <laughs> to go ahead and and nab that Mr. Basketball award and then go play for you know the top program in the SEC, <laughs> look like I I don't. It doesn't like it's not a thing that really registers with me that I really care about. I've asked a lot of dudes to tell me why I should care about a little basketball player being Mr. Basketball and they can't really give me a reason. There are a lot of passionate people. In the state of Kentucky, about high school basketball, and I love it. I mean, the lore in the state of Kentucky, and you know, the state of Indiana for yeah. a big portion is basketball. And it starts at high school basketball. And that's great. Um, of course, Trinity won freaking seventy to twenty eight <laughs> in the first round of the Sweet Sixteen today, which is absolutely absurd. And it's what um, Pen- Pendleton? Yeah, it was a uh, no Johnson Central actually Johnson Central. Okay, so I'm sure David Johnson at this point would take um, that more than he would take Mr. Basketball. You know? So, I mean, it, like I just, I, it's one, of it's a weird thing for me because a lot of people have a strong opinion on it, but I just don't, I, I, I don't care very much. I really don't.
1: I I don't care. I, I think I care a little more than you do, um, but I do think it illustrates kind of
0: <sighs> like, if you want to do like the whole, like if it's the war against global thing, that's fine. Yeah, it probably is. But I think it's more of just people in Eastern Kentucky being like, there's this kid from Eastern Kentucky. This is this great yeah. story father. He's Mr. Yeah. Basketball. And it's just like some type yeah. of like endearment. And I, I don't totally like hate that, if I'm honest with
1: you. No, I don't either. I do think it's, uh, I mean, you you got to play you got to play over half the season i think to get these year end awards i don't know i mean it's it's I, it doesn't matter to me but i i do think it is another you know it is another we're always going to favor big blue go big blue and if you're yeah. not big blue get out type yeah. thing. and and no i don't think you know dave you know it seems some of the local guys media guys mentioned they voted for david johnson um i don't you know i i wouldn't have been mad if this other kid had won uh just given that he literally is in the top 10 of scoring and he's scoring over 30 points a game uh this season and david johnson's just scoring you know 15 but his system isn't really designed for that We, we right that's another conversation um so yeah i think i think to me the thing about state and and i don't i don't know your experiences with state basketball if you had um not, this is, sounds really crappy. Like if you had any state in the Switzerland scene experience. No, I, mean,
0: I, I played a little bit. I, okay. I played against Chris Laufman, um that went to oh, yeah, in, in the sweet 16. I blocked him on the first play of game and I <laughs> said something smart to him and he proceeded to score 10 straight points on me. <laughs> uh, so that didn't go very well for me. But look, man, I, I think the thing that has been a little missed in this story is it's important to kind of clarify that you can't win this award as a junior, sophomore, freshman. So it is not really just award for seniors. It is more cumulative of your high school career. Now, whether that's, that's fair or that's unfair, that's a whole another thing. It's kind of like the, you know, the Heisman award doesn't really always go to the best player. It kind of yeah. goes to the best quarterback at this point. Um, but that's, that's kind of how the awards been.
1: Yeah. And that's that's something that's been mentioned in some of the articles I've read is uh, a lot of people considered a, a a lifetime achievement award, for lack of a better term, you know, for for basketball people, even though there isn't really uh, there's not much criteria behind the, besides the fact that it's a senior that has to get the award because of the way the nomination process, it has to always be seniors, um, even though it doesn't. Explicitly taught a senior season in the awards criteria. Um, but, you know, so I, I, I remember my kind of state basketball experience was my senior year. Our girls basketball team made state and they won. They made it to the semifinals and they lost the semifinals to I don't remember what team, but I didn't go to the game because that was a game that was like it's on on Saturday. And I wasn't, I was, I was down to skip school, Chris. I was not going to go to the game <laughs> on a Saturday, but yeah, I remember you, some, you were taking, taking the profit when it was, when it was coming, but, <laughs> but I was this, I was a sports editor in the paper and I let someone go in my st- or no, no, I was, I wasn't the sports editor, editor but the sports editor went. Um, and they told me that there was like five missed calls in the last two minutes. And, I was like, oh, that's weird. Why do you think like the, the refs just like he described it as the refs with three minutes left kind of stopped blowing the whistle just in general. Right. And I was like, why do you think that happened? And it's like, well, you know, I talked to a few people and it just and everyone who is older, you know, the non high school people is like, oh, this always happens. This is Louisville, the, the refs know it's a Louisville team. Uh, they're not going to let them they're, they're not going to play it fair the, the little bit like, Oh, that's kind of weird. And then I talked to some other people who I remember ever since. Yeah. I, and then ever since I've heard those stories and I I remember hearing about, I mean, I'm not as hip to that because I I uh, came from a smaller school, but you do hear those stories. I know some kids who, uh, who played on Ballard or were Ballard adjacent to the year that they, I think they lost by two points in the state championship with Q and everyone will tell you that Q got fouled. Like, 10 times in the in the second half that was not called and it just it was pretty clear it's in Rupp Arena it was against the county school and that Q wasn't going to get those calls even though he was Mr. Basketball that year uh, that 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 the kid who's going to Louisville was not going to get those calls yeah and um, you know and and I think it is another it is another Louisville versus the state thing it is a it is another um, you know the way, even the way that the Sweet 16 is kind of, you know, um, it's kind of organized that, uh, you know, it's really hard for they, there's two Louisville teams this year. But it's it's very common for there to only be one Louisville team, just the way that the regions work out kind of. Uh, yeah. Butler made it. So it, it's it's not it just happens. I don't know. Well,
0: I mean, what we need to do. I don't know if we'll record another podcast by Sunday. Maybe, maybe not. But that's a, that's a day of the championship. So we between <laughs> now and then, we need to gather some historical data on these officials and see exactly where they're from um, and see. <laughs>
1: How many
0: roofing companies they have? Yeah, kind of. How many roofing companies would be great, but how many, what their bias is? I will tell you that Trinity, I don't know much about the state of high school basketball. Yeah, neither
1: do I. I. I, And I don't want to act like an expert. Let me be. Yeah, I mean,
0: there there are years that I pay a little bit more attention than I've never really been one of those big buffs, but some years I'll pay more attention than I have this year. Um, But I do see, just looking at the bracket here, that Trinity is playing Asham Blazer, who's an 18, 18 and 16 team on the season. Um, and <laughs>
1: I, so, I mean, if Trinity doesn't just destroy that team, I'd be surprised. And now that, um, yeah. And now that uh, we, and we talked about this beforehand and we could mention it here in a minute. I know you want to talk about John Harden, who was undefeated. Yeah. They lost today. And that was kind yeah. of Trinity's big competition going into. Right. Going into the final, which they probably play Scott County, who's who's uh, the, the the odds-on favorite, my understanding. Is it is it Scott County? Or Scott is County, it? yeah. They've lost. I think they've only lost three times, and they were all to really good teams, like right. outside the state. So apparently, and also they have the same team they had last year, and they were the runners up last year. the be sixteen.
0: Scott County plays Covcath in the first round. So wonderful. Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no. <laughs> I wonder what the what the faces in the crowd will have to say about the, if if we get so gay we could we could potentially we could potentially listen listen though. We could get Covcath and Butler in the second round. So that would be quite some interesting demographics seeing each other. And
1: I'm saying is if Butler makes board. makes that that next game There's a a gentleman they should bring in from a, a Native I'm, American I'm, reservation I'm, I'm to, to, really to stand
0: on their sidelines. <laughs> and Butler, if Butler and Cuff have play, I will be in
1: Lexington on March. March if, 3, if I, I, just want some, I just want some kid from Butler to just put up a sign that says, the liberal media. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, we got that. I might have to cut that part out. <laughs> we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Um, oh dear yeah so uh, sweet 16 like I said and, I, I, and also it's just like it's just ridiculous it's just ridiculous that it's never been at the Yum Center man like that's yeah, that, just that's a, there's not reason. there's not an answer for that it's geographically in the like more the middle of the state than Lexington is right yeah. in, in I theory mean, that, is, that is that right there is some um, and it'll never live. be, it will never be in the, MC. Um, it's a oh, nicer yeah. building. Absolutely. It's a nicer building. It's built. For, it could be built for it just as well. I mean, there's, it's built for the Bay tournament. There's no reason why you can have four schools or eight schools in there at once. There's eight locker rooms like for NCAA tournaments. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, yeah. It's I stuck. mean, it's for me, like, it's a fun topic. I just,
0: I guess the whole thing is where I'm at is like, Louisville has never been tra- treated as like the premier university in the state. And I'm fine with that. Fuck them. Yeah. Like I yeah. like that. That's part of my like, like greatness and being like a Louisville fan is I, you know, you want to treat us like that. That's fine. We'll beat your ass anyway. Of course that, that, that that's how I feel that that's, that's, that's generally how it feel. So, yeah, I mean, it, it
1: that's yeah. yeah. it's enough of us on that. I think <laughs> it is. Um, it is what it is, and we'll see. We'll see how Trinity does. We'll see. Um, I, I'm I'm casually following it. I'd love to see uh, a Louisville kid, a Louisville team, raise the trophy. That'd be fun. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And you got any comments on John Harden? We we watched the the tape for the final. Uh, The final inbounds play before we we started the pod, you said you might have a take. You got your take ready? I I, I think I'm
0: going to just hold my take for now. (laughs) I thought I may have one. I, I don't think you need to... These some some of these high school coaches like to micromanage their teams, and uh, that's a, that's a whole other thing. We need a shot shot clock in high school basketball. That's uh, one strong opinion that I do have. Um, that I'm not sure why we can't get a freaking shot clock in <laughs> high school basketball because I've seen some of these scores this year. Yeah, yeah. It's just like forty five to like thirty. Um, kind of wild, yeah, yeah. And that that's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, I think I'll table that for now. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> So I think we got to
1: close the show with cash. Daniel, Chris, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's only fitting man because like, it's only fitting. This is, this is the weirdest story and we're not going to be like these journalists no, people no. And, like tell you all this stuff that's going on, but there is a woman online who is making claims about a, I mean, probably the most popular Kentucky football player on the current roster. I would think between him yes. and Terry Wilson, yeah. Um and I mean, it needs to be it needs to be spoken about. Um, she has posted pictures of bruises. She has yeah. posted pictures of Cash Daniel, sub, you know, allegedly breaking um, uh, door. doors and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, it's just.
1: It's, and yeah, she 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 accused him of, I think, what throwing her on the ground. He uh, said a lot of things. She said a lot of things, and and uh, uh, to be clear, she's since deleted. The the tweets uh, she made, she made other responses to people mentioning that there was a police report, that the police came, that no charges were filed at this point. Um, What's weird is she tweeted
0: that another 24 hours, tweeted something more about that for a full day, another 24 hours, tweeted again about it almost a half day. And then about eight hours later, decided to delete the tweet. So, I mean, it's not just like she posted a few and then deleted some. This went on for three or four days.
1: Yeah. So let's 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 be clear, Chris. And we said we're not, you know, we're not going to make comments on these individual accusations, I think. and, And you and I both tweeted that and several other people tweeted, you know, you know, in the Louisville media, we'll, we'll be honest. You know, uh, tweeted that it, we were we were surprised that there was kind of no mention of it um, uh, in the in the the I think the month after this kind of all came out. I think it came out over the weekend. Um, uh, Coach Mark Stoops had a press conference, and not a single person asked at it, which I, I just I thought was really odd. I, th- I think even even if you don't have all the information, I think just asking is like, uh, can you tell us anything about Cash Daniel? That's all yeah. you got to ask. Yeah. Um, and he will say we're aware of a situation. And that's all I can say. That's what he'll say. Or he'll I say no that's comment. Fair. Like uh, and,
0: that's, and we that's yeah, kind of the respect that we just wanted to talk about this from is the way it's been covered. It's been very weird. It's, it's been, been very, weird. very there's been a very strong sense of we're going to pr- protect this guy. And that's what is concerning to us. Um, I mean, we're not, we don't know the story, but part of the reason we don't know the story is because we haven't had any coverage of it. It hasn't been, he said, she said, it's just been, she said, because no one's forced anyone To have a conversation. No one's forced anyone to have a comment on it. And that's like, and I get it. Like there are people that would sit there and look and say, you know, she says she's filed a police report and there's nothing been official made. There's nothing been out there to show that she's filed that police report. But in 2019, ignoring a situation like this to me is equally as bad as just taking thing everything at face value. There has to exactly. be a There has exactly. to be a way that we can talk about this with some nuance.
1: Exactly. And and listen, like what the Herald Leader still posted nothing. The Courier Journal still posted nothing. Um, I, I think that a simple a story. I I, didn't, I haven't checked all of the outlets and. Um, In Lexington, I do know there's been talk about it on the on the Kentucky boards. I listen if all you have to say, all the story has to say is Cash Daniel was involved in uh, there. uh, The cops were called at a a place that he was at. Um, He has a different story than she has. There's a police report filed. Uh, More details to come, because let me let's be clear. There's going to be more details. In one yeah. way or another, that's either uh, either it's going to come from his side or it's going to come from her side. Yeah, I mean, I've we won't really get into it, but I've had a little bit of a
0: back and forth with the accuser because I was generally curious because there was limited coverage of this. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you from the surface, this doesn't seem like a story that's just going to disappear.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Um, I think one and that doesn't mean that it's going to end up in some kind of. Big deal for cash. He he could have a whole other story and that could story could be totally legitimate. Um that could very well be the case. Yes. But this will not just be something that it goes in I, I don't see it just going gentle into the quiet night. I, I don't th- yes. see it see it happening
1: that way. I, and it's I, yeah, it's and, and the point is the point again is not it's not about judgment. It's not about who's wrong or who's right. It's about the it and do of L either. It's about it. Yes, listen. that's that's the laziest thing. and and it's it's easy to do, man. It's easy to say it's very easy for us to sit here and say, if it was a Louisville player, it'd be on the front page of KSR. That's the easiest argument, and it doesn't help anyone in the situation. It doesn't help the accuser. It doesn't help Louisville. It doesn't help cash, but it doesn't help any. It doesn't help the search for truth. It it doesn't help anyone.
0: I mean, (laughs) uh, to be quite frank, journalists in in 2019, 2020, if they're scared of a story like this, they need to be better. You cannot just you can't just shy away from something like this. You I mean, you as a journalist, your whole your whole approach to something is finding the truth, telling a story for a voice for someone that doesn't have a voice. So, I mean, just just be better, man. That's that's really all I have to say. It, It frustrates me a lot because a lot of people will look at this and be like, well, she deleted the tweet. She must have been lying. And when it comes to domestic violence, it is never, ever as black and white as that. Never. And uh, media has a critical role in stuff like this. They just do. I mean, if you want to look at the situation that went on in Baylor and that is, I'm not even remotely comparing anything that's happening here with what's going on in Baylor, but I will tell you people not paying attention as how that culture gets created. And if you don't believe that, then you're living in a different world than I am.
1: And if, and, and, it just—you can't turn a blind eye to these things. And people were out here mentioning the James Blackman case. Uh, even some people were pointing to Kamara Averett who had, uh, you know, charges dropped against him. Um, you just—but even in those situations, also, you also, have. To, go ahead. Let
0: me interrupt you. But no, you're uh, charges dropped doesn't mean that there was no wrongdoing.
1: Let's right. Let, let L- let's, let's, just let's say that. J- yes. And so that it. and charges dropped doesn't mean that he didn't need to be removed from the team. Like, right. uh, come on. Like, it's just peaking, the, the 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 burden of proof mm-hmm. at a court of law is not the same as a football uh, program, a football program for for better and for worse. Um, so, like, let's let's just let's be clear about that. But this is this is about. Understanding and about knowing and about being truthful. And I, you know, I had a lot of people in my mentions like, well, Louisville people did nothing about Tom Jurich. And I think the people who, you know, I, 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 I don't think I was one of the, I listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know I didn't work for a newspaper or, or TV outlet or radio station. I wasn't in a position where I had power to turn a blind eye to anything. I didn't, I didn't get to see any of it. Right. <laughs> but, um, But But I I think that's that's just whataboutism, anyway. It is, it is. But also, but at the end of the day, like even those people, like I think that they, I think that they've been punished for that at this point, right? Right. Like, like, so that doesn't two wrongs don't make a right, right? There's like there's
0: there is one person, maybe two, that I can say that are still involved in mobile media that were complicit in that type of deal. So exactly, and and I think the other people that. have if, if kind
1: of moved on, so yeah. For there's yes, there's that. There's that. So I, again, we don't. We're not making judgments, but I, I'm just. I'm disappointed. I can't. I'm disappointed all around. And I even had people today. She deleted the tweets, and people like, "Oh, should we still report on this?" Yes, the fact that's, that she deleted. The fact that she deleted the tweets is even more proof that we should report on it. I would. It will say. I just said it, and
0: I'll say it again. If you're scared of a story that is a little fishy
1: or if you're scared of a story that is tricky,
0: then don't be in journalism.
1: Yeah. It, these, these situations are difficult. They're not supposed to be white and uh, black and white. They're not supposed to do be. you think the people covering Michael Cohen and
0: what's going on with the president of the United <laughs> States feel. I mean, if it wasn't for any of those guys, we wouldn't have any of the, the knowledge that we have now. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a totally different discussion, but like, it's not the field for you if you if you think it's difficult to cover
1: yeah yeah it's it's and we could we could do this all day but it's uh, our our the official what high school did you go to stance is that the fact that there has been a story about it from anyone is a, <laughs> a bigger story is a bigger story is a big story at this point point. and um like you said chris i you know i i agree I don't, I don't think it's gonna go away um i don't think it's gonna go away we'll see yeah. <laughs> we went long today we went we went real long thanks thanks for everyone who stuck around if you i think i bet you some people stuck around just for the the cash daniel takes (laughs) um so with that yeah i think chris we talked about doing a show uh right after louisville plays uva uh this weekend so we'll definitely do something before the acc tournament um want to shout out I want to shout out the women who are in the SCC tournament this week? We haven't absolutely, man. We haven't really talked much about them, but you know, <laughs> I think the thing I think the thing about with women's basketball and, and Louisville media is I think a lot of people are, will very easy, very easily position themselves as experts, and I I think I can speak for Chris, we're not. Yep. U of L women's basketball experts, yep. and we don't support yep. yep. to be. We're definitely way more fans on that um, than anything else, and so we we definitely support the team. But our are our, our not talking about them is more. To the fact of I think it's always really shitty when people try and talk about women's basketball like they're experts and they aren't. So (laughs) keeping it 100 there, uh, love the team and and wish Jeff Lawson and the ladies all the all the luck and and hope to see him beat Muffet McGraw yet again. Uh, Would really enjoy that. But yeah, with that, any, any last words, Chris? So you, you have Zion back for North Carolina. I have Zion back. That's my, that's my bold prediction. Zion plays. I don't think he plays full, but I think, I think he's going to, I think he's going to play. I just, I don't see him skipping it, man. I just don't see him doing it. So we'll see. All right. Other (laughs) than that, I'm good, man. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks, Chris. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Take Take care, guys.